0: Oh, trip. You can see Miss Nita for more information on that. I won't be able to attend, but I hear it's going to be lots of fun, right? Yep. yep. Um, also, I mentioned last week, in November we have the Wyandotte Comedy Dinner. You can At 6 p.m., you can see Miss Robin for more information on that as well. Again, I hear that's a great show, so if you want to go out and have a good night and have some fun with fellow people, fellow Christians, enjoy your night. May we get ready for praise and worship.
1: praise the Lord everybody. Can we stand on our feet and give God some praise this morning just for a few seconds? Can you begin to worship Him and lift him up and give him glory? And thanks. Oh God, we give you thanks, Brother Dave. can you open us up with prayer as we get ready to go into the presence of God?
0: Lord Heavenly Father.
1: For a second Amazing. while they sing that and declare to God, pray to them now. So oh, oh, oh. Get your mind off your problem, off your situation, Amazing. and put your mind on Jesus. So, so. So Say so. So. So Declare to God he's bigger than what you're going through. Hallelujah. Um, Whatever you need can be released right now. So. So uh, Oh, he's here. He's here. He's here. Um, Can you scream? So. So. praise in the place. Hallelujah. That would be good if you're clapping for me, but for those who put, he who put life and breath in your body, can you give everything you got and give God a praise? Take the roof off of this place. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. We didn't come. If you came looking for a normal church service, it's not here. The ordinary just won't do. The Father seeks those that will worship him in spirit and truth. A good pity pad is cute, but I need somebody who's been through something. I need somebody who's had hell and struggling in their life. And you know, God, if I don't praise you, it's not coming off. If I don't give you glory, it won't get It's not coming off. Will you just for 30 seconds give God uninterrupted praise? Tell him you love him. God, we bless you. We thank you in this place. Oh, this is your house, God. Depression can't stand here. Anger and unforgiveness can't stand here. We bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, we bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's struggling with something and having trouble letting go this morning, but I come to let you know, you need this morning to let go and let God. You can't handle your problems, but God can. You can't handle your situations, but God can, and this is what the Father seeks. When I came up in Mississippi, they used to have this old colloquialism. They said, when praises go up, blessings come down. When praises go up, blessings come down. If you need a blessing from God, why don't you give him praise right now why don't you give him glory why don't you praise him like you need something why don't you praise him like you just are crazy enough to believe that god will do just what he said hallelujah Come on and praise Him. Intercessors, begin to pray right now. Oh, come on and worship God right now. Before the worship ever finishes, before we get into the word, now is your time to get what you need from the Lord. You came to get a word, but God is saying the word is now. You, even in your mouth, you can get what you need from God right now where you stand. You don't need a preacher. You don't need a man. You need the Holy Ghost and begin to pray to God. He'll give you what you need. I declare in the name of Jesus today, shackles are gonna come off. the name of Jesus today people are gonna be loose in the name of Jesus today people are gonna be set free in the name of Jesus stand to your feet and give God praise Oh Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus oh thank you God thank you God hallelujah hallelujah when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. You might be tired, because guess what? I stayed up to 2.30 in the morning watching a football game, but and I loved every minute of it, but guess what? That football team has never done for me what Jesus has done for me. That coach can coach me all he wants, but he can't save me like Jesus saved me. He can't heal me like Jesus heals me. He can't raise me like Jesus raised me. If I stay up all night to 2.30 in the morning to watch somebody throw a pink skin, I give somebody of glory, who hung on the wooden cross for my sins? Somebody who set me free and gave me the power of the Holy Ghost. Why don't you give God some praise? <laughs> Hallelujah! 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 Oh, God, we bless your name. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost says somebody just got free right then. Thank God. Hallelujah. You just got free right then. Praise God for your freedom. Hallelujah. Somebody give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I ever preach, if you need something, we don't do church as usual around here. We move with the spirit. If you need something right now and you know God is working on you, move toward this altar right now. You don't need music. You don't need nothing to set the move but a need. If you need something, touch the hymn of his garment. If you need something right where you are, come to this altar and get what you need if you can walk by faith. I know it's more than them that have a need here, but I just want you to be bold and come. Pray, prayer and assessors, come and pray for these people right now. This is beyond your regularly scheduled church service, we don't show up for normal church we show up for spiritual warfare we show up to touch heaven we show up to break down strongholds we show show up to loose shackles and let people be set free your freedom is here today in Jesus Christ, your freedom is here by the power of the Holy Spirit there are more that want to come and you're holding back go ahead and come on, God is waiting on you, this is your time this is your moment, God can heal you God can deliver you, God can set you free, God is working at this altar to right now. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Walk down to Christ and begin to pray for her right now. Lay hands over her and pray over her in the name of Jesus. If you need something right now, God can give it to you. My intercessors, those who are in the, in the audience, continue to pray. If you can't get up and walk this way, I understand. Oh, brother, bye-bye. Declare your freedom in the name of Jesus right now. You don't have to be bound by depression in the name of Jesus. You don't have to be bound by sadness in the name of Jesus. But the he who the son sets free is free and Eve. Oh, we bless God right now. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you for your strength in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you for everybody who's come to this altar that they will get what they need in the name of Jesus. They are walking and coming by faith. And God bless them according to their faith. Give them what they need right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for moving in the building. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for tearing down stronghold and destroying things that need To be destroyed right now in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, we bless your name. Hallelujah. He's working. Somebody say he's working. God is working right now. Continue to pray right now. Begin to pray that God does what he needs to do and that he's moving. If you feel led to come to this altar, now is the time for you to come. Oh, come on while the blood is running warm in your vein. Come on and give him glory. If you feel the presence of God, can you lift your hand and give him glory and begin to pray. Right now, God is moving in this building. Oh, we bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You're trying to do it on your own, but God says this, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. God is trying to do something for you that you're in the way of. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to get out of the way and let go and let God. You're trying to do it on your own. God is going to do it for you if you're just giving praise and let go of it. Take your hands off of it. Hallelujah. Oh, take your hands off of it. Let God move. Hallelujah. Here's the oil. Keep on going and keep on praying. Those who are online, pray with us. Those who are online, watching, if you're watching right now, we don't usually film our altar calls, but God, the Holy Ghost is moving, and we're not worried about that right now. We're going to move till people get what they need. This is what church is about. We're going to go while God is moving. Hallelujah. If you can't feel him like that, and you see people moving, why don't you just pray to him, Lord, I wish I could feel you like they feel you. God, I'll answer you right now. Go ahead and give him glory. Go ahead and give him praise. Begin to pray. God is moving in this place God is looking for a church in this last day a real church a church without spot or wrinkle he is not looking for a country club God is not looking for a social gathering he is looking for a place where the power of God is welcome and God your power is welcome here hallelujah he's oh Jesus oh Jesus oh Jesus oh Jesus Oh, Jesus, this too shall pass. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we move and operate under your anointing and in your, under your authority. In the name of Jesus, God, right now, that you break down those things that need to be break, broken down. Lord God, remove disappointment, remove anxiety and fear. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, pray that you replace it with peace and calm. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let us know that it's already worked out in the name of Jesus because all things work together for the good of those that love you and are called according to your purpose. Use everything to open up your purpose for her, Lord God, and move the spirit of condemnation in the name of Jesus, Lord God. David said, though my sins be as scarlet, that will make me white as snow, Lord God. Let her see herself how you see her, not how the enemy would have us see herself. Bless her right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise in this place. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 God is still moving. God is still moving. People are still praying. That's okay. God is still moving. (laughs) God, we're moving by the Spirit. We're a Spirit-led church. God is moving. He's touching people's lives. If you don't understand it yet, you will. You will. Just stay close to the fire. If you stay close to the fire, you'll get warm. You'll get burned after a while. God will catch a hold of you. God is still moving. Intercessors, even as I begin to pray, y'all keep praying in the back as I begin to preach. Keep praying. You don't have to stop praying because I start preaching. God is moving in this building. Oh, God, I thank you. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I waited all week long to give God glory. I waited all week long to give God praise. Is there anybody else in the building that life has been beating you up and down and all around inside the head and you didn't know where you were going to turn and it said, Lord, if I just had enough strength, I think I'll get to the house of the Lord today. Well, you're here now. You've made the choice to come. Don't let the enemy get your victory. Cry out in victory right now. your victory that you got up this morning and put on your clothes. Your good, your victory is that you clothed in your right mind. Your victory is that you are already in the presence of the most high God. So go ahead and get what you need. Don't you dare walk in this door and walk out the way you came. You've already won because you're here. Give God some glory. Give God some praise. We're not going to let this weak beat us up. We're not going to let the enemy beat us up. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Somebody might think we're crazy online, but I I, I I remember the scripture that says, think it not strange. <laughs> we're not drunk, we're not crazy, but the power of God is moving in the place. And when the power of God is moving, all dignified to act and moves out of the way, we stop being dignified. I've come to tell you, there was a woman with an issue of blood. This is not in my sermon. But if she wanted to be dignified, she couldn't even go around anybody in public. But she put her dignity to the side and said, what I need is worth more and what I stand to gain is worth more than what people think about me. It's worth more than what people in society will look at me. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care what you think about me after the service. All I care about is when I leave, I got what I need. Somebody said I got what I need. Peace oh Jesus. Oh thank you Lee. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you Holy Ghost. I want to the back of my Revival is here. <laughs> Revival is now God is moving now <laughs> hallelujah oh Jesus oh Jesus thank you Jesus well thank you God hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah. I waited all week. Y'all thought I was playing when I put the online message on. I'm ready for today. You don't understand what I had to go through to get to here today. You don't understand what people have to go through sometimes. People go through all sorts of things just to get inside the door of the church, just to hear something that can help their life. And I want you to know this is not by accident. The enemy might have tried to stop you, but he can't stop you. He might have tried to distract you, but he can't distract you. He is not as strong as God. He is not as powerful as God. No matter how much doubt and unbelief he tried to hit you with, no matter what he's putting in your mind right, now, no matter how many times he said, this is not real, and you are not worthy, he is a liar, and he is the father of lies, God says, God says you are the head and not the tail, God says you are above and not beneath, God says you are the lender and not the borrower, God says you're not just a conqueror, but you are more than a conqueror. I appeal to you. <laughs> Therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable <laughs> to God, which is your spiritual he told me to do it three times. I'm going to do it three times. This is Romans 12 and 1. You can pull it up on the screen. You can hop along with me if you want to. Keep on praying. Keep on moving. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. I appeal you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is just a part of our worship. <laughs> This is just just a small sliver of our worship. There's more worship to give. And from these scriptures and other related scriptures and the aid of the Holy Spirit, I want to speak to you today about the benefits of holiness. The benefits of holiness. (laughs) We've been in Romans for... For quite a while, as a matter of fact, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, this is Sermon 19. If you don't know Romans by now, that's nobody's fault but yours. (laughs) <laughs> this is Sermon 19 in the Book of Romans, and and God took me a different way as I began to study this week, and a little bit before He began to take me into the series, but He took me into a series inside of a series, and I was I was B and B and Type A trying to get to get on Lord, Lord God, we got to get through the series, and we're gonna break this chapter down into two. I Lord said I will show you something I got to verse one and couldn't get off of. It. <laughs> I got to verse 1, and he began to deal with me because he knew (coughs) some people needed to hear what he had to say. (coughs) And so we're going to talk about, for a few weeks, the benefits of holiness. Romans 12 and 1, Paul is encouraging us because he's let us know that we didn't save ourselves and that God not only saved Israel, will save Israel, he's grafted us in, that Jesus said, I come for the lost sheep of Israel. God initially, Jesus initially came to redeem Israel unto himself, but it was always in his plan because we are not God's chosen people by design. God had a plan to graft us in and let us be adopted into the family of God. And so therefore, since we have been adopted, since we didn't deserve it, since we couldn't get right with God on our own, since when we look at our own life and we'll be honest, all our righteousness is but filthy rags. We realize now that we mess up even after we've been saved That there's nothing we can do to get right with God There's nothing we can do to be made right on our own And that it is just the gift and mercy of Jesus Christ Since God has showed you mercy Since you've given God your heart And he has closed the door of hell for you Then you won't have to go into those places Since you've given God your heart And he's brought you into his house You know it's one thing to treat somebody nice When we have visitors You have visitors coming to your house and you treat them and you give them food and you're nice but after a while you get tired of them and you you tell them it's time for you to go home but it's another thing. When you look at somebody who has no place to go, and you give up your comfort, and you give up the things you like, and you say, come on in my house, and I'll feed you, and I'll clothe you, and you'll be under my shelter, and under my protection, and I don't have to do this, but I'm willing to inconvenience myself so that you can be safe, even though you might not deserve it, even though you might be on the street for your own reasoning, but I'm going to decide to invite you over, not just to visit, but to stay and God saw us and we didn't deserve to be where he was because we had messed up and we had sinned and the wages of sin is death and God said it's going to inconvenience me. As a matter of fact, it's going to cost me my one and only son, but come on in anyway. I'm going to give my son for you so that you can come on into my house and you can come on into my church and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hell shall not withstand from it. Come on into my house. And Paul says, because God has invited us into his house, he has invited us into his house presence. He has invited us into his purpose. He has invited us to share in his power, and we are seated with him in heavenly places according to what Christ Jesus has done for us. Then Paul said, now that you know all that, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Since God gave you what you didn't deserve, since God put food on your table when you wasn't thinking about him, since God put clothes on your back when you were mad at him. I know a parent." will understand that sometimes you gotta do things with your kids, and your kids will get mad at you, your kids will tell you they hate you, and all the time you still, you don't cut the lights on from them, you let the lights keep coming, and you keep feeding them, and you keep clothing them, because your love is bigger than what they're going through, that's the same thing we did to God the Bible said that we were enemies of Him, and while we were yet sinners God said, I still let you get clothed. I still let you get food I still let you breathe air, because I want you to come to yourself and come back to me. Some of us know we shouldn't be in this building. Some of us know some of the things we did, the only reason they in jail and we not is because we didn't get caught. (laughs) The only reason they got a disease and we didn't, we just happened to get by. It was a skirting and the mercy of God. The only reason that we not on the street and they are is by God's mercy. The only way that you are where where you are is by the mercy of God. And because of the mercies of God, and when somebody would do something like that for you and take you into their house when they didn't have to, it would be courtesy in the south that at least said, thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. And how do we say thank you to God? Paul said, this is how you say thank you. I appeal to you because of the mercies of God, you present your bodies, (laughs) all of you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. What we just went through, was intense. It keeps getting more and more intense. People get saved during the weeks of strongholds breaking. God is doing some things. But that's only a bit of it. That's only a bit of worship. I don't want you to get stuck there. Your worship is going to be when you get in the car today and you leave here. <laughs> your worship is going to be how you treat your husband and your wife and your mother or father when you leave here. It's going to be in the love that you show to the person that you don't need. I, 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 When I go out with people, I always watch them, how they treat the waiters. You know why? I haven't told y'all that in a while, but I used to tell you that like a broken record because we used to go out at Eli, and I learned a lot about people because you'll be nice to the pastor because you need the pastor to think that you're holy. But I watched people as they were rude to waiters and didn't say thank you, rude to waitresses and then say thank you. And then have the audacity after this person been running to get you stuff to drop a $2 tip on that. How dare you? I can't stand cheap Christians. I just can't stand cheap Christians because I don't watch how you treat the people you need. I find out who you are by watching how you treat the people you don't. How do you treat the people that are insignificant to you? How do you treat that person that's just bagging your groceries? How do you treat that person that's just pumping your gas? How do you treat that person? I, w- I was out with my daughter and we were volunteering the other day and I was amazed at the amount of people because I was on the other side of the counter volunteering for her school. How many people walked up to us, never spoke to us and never got off of their cell phone? And acted like we didn't exist and we weren't alive. I said, I will never go to another counter on my cell phone. Here, let me get that. Two or three dollars. Thank you. Bye. And they walk away like you're insignificant. And and they're so caught up in themselves. And God is saying, I want you to get out of there. Since I've been good to you, I want you to spread that love with everybody. And here's the thing. God doesn't just ask you to do something for nothing. But when he asks you to do something, there's some benefits to it. Somebody said benefits. Everybody likes benefits. As a matter of fact, you go to a job that the salary is not that good. Why? Because of the what? Benefits. You, you go to a job that doesn't pay that much but it has a pension because you realize it may not pay that good on the front end, but on the back end they got good benefits. And when you really weigh it out, the benefits of what you get on the back end is more than what you have to give up on the Front end. And, and Paul is letting us know this, and God wants you to know this morning that holiness has some benefits. <laughs> what is holy? holy? Holiness means set apart. I wrote my own definition along with other definitions, and I want you to get these words. One of these will hit you where you sit. One of them means set apart or different. or if your church is sanctified or consecrated or, or exclusive I like that one not like everyone else holy is exclusive and for a limited time only exclusive in other words I'm not just any old body you don't put out your best china for everybody it sits up and although it can be used, it is not used why because everybody can't touch it because it costs a lot it has a high value and you only use it for the purpose for which it was designed yes it can work just as good as a paper plate, but everybody can't write on, uh, eat on this plate. Why? Because they're not worthy to eat on that plate. Quit, quit letting everybody treat you every kind of way. Quit hooking up with everybody that you see, because guess what? God made you different. He made you exclusive in what he's put on your life and the oil that he's put on your life. Everybody can't go with you. <laughs> he's setting you apart for his purpose. He's making you exclusive. You are not for everybody. You are one of a kind. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. If I could convince a lot of young ladies like that, that I wouldn't get a lot of phone calls about headaches with with crazy acting men and crazy acting women because you look at yourself and say, I am the righteousness of God. I don't have to take this. I I, I don't have to date this. I don't have to date this just because I'm lonely. I'd rather be lonely than have headaches. Why? Because I know what God created me to be, and I'm not going to lower myself just to say I'm not alone. I'm not just going to let you treat me in the kind of way and talk to me in any kind of way. I'm not just going to lower myself to say that I'm not in the bed by myself. I'm, 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 I'm going to have some standards for myself because I know who God created me to be, and I am holy. I'm not like everybody else. I am God's fine china, and he has set me up. How do you know that, Pastor? He told you in 1 Peter 2 and 9. He says you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are set apart. You are not like everybody else. If you are saved the oil of God is on your life. The favor of God is on your life. The purpose of God is on your life and if you find China, stop letting everybody eat off of you. Stop giving everybody access to you Stop let, stop being people's garbage cans and letting them drop Junk and and gossip on the inside of you. You're not a garbage can. You find China. Take that gossip somewhere else because I need the word of God in me because I am a prayer warrior. I am here to reach heaven for somebody. I'm here to intercede for somebody. I don't have time for you to drop your junk on the inside of me because I've already got God on the inside of me. And I'm holy and (laughs) set apart. Somebody needs to hear this. You may not be in this room. You may be online. But if he really loved you, he'd marry you first. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't play house with you. <laughs> if you can't say amen.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my goodness, everybody said ouch all the time after him. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not anything. You are a child of the most high God and we allow people to treat us certain ways simply because we do not know who we are. If he can't marry you, tell him keep stepping. If he say he got to test the car before he buy the car, just tell him that the, no cars are here for sale. They don't advertise for Rolls-Royce. You've never seen a Rolls-Royce commercial. you see stuff for Chevy and Ford, no knocking them, and, and Toyota and all those people. But you've never seen a Rolls-Royce commercial because when you are good, you don't have to advertise. People come to Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You don't have to run around people begging them to be your friend. <laughs> and, and, and lowering yourself and your values and, and dumbing down your conversation and dumbing down who you are to make people like you, you are valuable. And when you set yourself apart as holy, those very people who thought that you they didn't want to be around you, guess what happens when they get in trouble and they need something? And the ones that didn't want to call you because you didn't want to go to the club no more. The ones that didn't want to call you because you didn't want to make it rain no more. The ones that didn't call you because you didn't want to smoke no more. But all of a sudden when they're going through something your phone rings you know why because when something valuable is on the inside of you you don't have to cheapen yourself to lower to that standard God will bring them back to you and they're not even really bring he's not even really bringing them back to you because greater is he that is in you he's bringing them back to himself and he is using you as a vessel there's benefits I have not worried one thing off my notes so oh well, it'll be okay. this is what the Holy Ghost is giving me there are some benefits to blessings and, and being holy and set apart if we don't want to just be holy so I, so we can look like we're holy and we have long hair and long skirts and no makeup and all that stuff. we don't do that by the way if you're online but but all that stuff, the appearance of looking holy but not being holy not realizing who God made you to be. Our purpose is often destroy, distorted. And, and, and these are the two things. I'm going to give you two things that God's going to give you. I'm not going to keep you all today because we're going to have several, several weeks to go through this. I want you to give you some things that are benefits of holiness when you learn to live a holy life. The number one, everybody said peace. Peace. Hallelujah. Yes. Anybody in here need some peace in their life? Yes. Do you know that holiness will bring you peace? If you don't believe me, pull up Isaiah chapter 26, 3 through 4. What is, read it with me. What does it say? You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord of God is an everlasting rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, hallelujah. You can shout that. Oh, Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, you will keep him. You, you, the problem is you've been trying to bring yourself peace. You've been using pills, you've been using alcohol, you've been using pornography, you've been using cell phones and TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and you try to keep yourself distracted and you feel like if you keep yourself distracted enough, you won't realize how unhappy you really are because you keep seeking after stuff instead of seeking after God. But if you seek after God, he says you'll keep those, you don't have to keep yourself in peace. It said he he will keep you in perfect peace. When? When your mind is stayed on Him. Well, Pastor, you come in and you won't let us talk when we come in here. I want, why are you making us hush when we come in and they praying? Because when you come in here, I want you focused because He'll only keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on Him. See, focus is, is the key. Uh, we often get distracted, and when we get distracted, we can't focus. If I let everybody come in like they wanted to and start talking through in the middle of the service while people are praying, everybody gets distracted and nobody is focused, and sermons and series and, and worship doesn't happen like that, and people don't get breakthrough because everybody's not on one mind. I watched the team last night, and they were behind, and they ended up winning. And I didn't think they might not pull it out, but they had one what? Mind, And they had one focus. And when they had one mind and one focus, they were all doing different things. But they had one purpose and a core. And although it looked like they were down, they ended up getting the victory. Church, I want you to know we live in a post-modern and a post-Christian society. Church may not be cool for everybody. People may not be there in the church. But I want to let you know, although it may look not cool, you're still on the winning team. Just stay focused and keep fighting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. See, distraction. We don't realize that distraction is worship. Ooh. Well, thank you, Holy Ghost. We gonna, I'm going to teach this thing today. Distraction is worship. How is distraction worship? Because worship is giving your attention to something and saying that that thing is worthy of your attention. Distraction is giving reverence and respect and attention to things that are not primary. You are worshiping, but you are worshiping the wrong thing. Thing. that's how you easily get distracted Peter walked out on the water as long as he got his eyes and focused, everybody say focus okay. when he was holy and set apart and focused on Jesus but when he got distracted he began to look at the waves and how big the waves were and he began to bow himself to how powerful the waves were and the principles of water and the Bible says he began to sink yes. oh, yeah. some of us are sinking because we won't live holy You're giving reverence to your bills. You can't focus on God because you don't know how you're going to pay that bill. You can't focus on God because you don't know how you're going to make the ends meet. You can't focus on God because you don't know where you're going to stay or or where the money's going to come from. You can't focus on God because you got a bad report from the doctor. You can't focus on God because your parents are sick and going through. And you begin, it's okay to be concerned, but we don't get distracted. We make those things bigger than God. But when you reverse the script and stop focusing on those things and focus on God, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. I already know you need food. I already know you need clothes. I already know you need peace. I'm just waiting to see. Who are you going to worship? Because whoever you worship is who you receive from. So if you worship, your bills are not getting paid. If you worship, your stress, you get anxiety. But when you worship the Prince of Peace, you get peace. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We allow some things to command our attention that are of lesser importance than our assignment. You only have a few years on this earth. I want you to know something: that the average person may live 87 years. Now they live in they probably the way medicine, is, people living until their hundreds. But say the average person lives 87 years, and you, or, 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 or let's say the average person is three score and ten. I know it's a little bit more, but we'll just say 78 years old. 78 years old. That's a good number, Brother Ernie. Brother Bernie said, that's not good. I'm 74. That's not a good year. (laughs) You're not going nowhere, Brother Ernie. But let's just say, for sake of argument, it's 74 and you're 50. 50. That means you only got 24 summers left. You only got 24 winters and falls. You only got 24 springs left. If you spend your time focused on the wrong things, the clock will run out on you and you will not live according to the purpose that God has for your life. And I'll tell you, you know what peace is? Peace is in the will of God. I didn't say perfection because here's the thing. I'm in the will of God right now. I'm doing what he's called me to do. That doesn't mean my life doesn't have trouble. That doesn't mean I don't have struggles. That doesn't mean everything's perfect all the time. But what it does mean is I feel at peace because I know I'm right where God wants me to Focusing on the Father will bring us peace. So hopefully we can learn to lay ourselves on the altar of prayer. And may we seek him with fasting and supplication. May we sacrifice our time and the things we give attention to and and, and those things that take us from God that, that really don't matter that much and start devoting ourselves to God. Pull that power principle up if you guys got it. I don't know if they got it, but I want you to take this with you. If not, we'll put it on online. Let's see if they got it. Oh, they got it. Get them a hand. They're working back there. I work them a lot. <laughs> I just want you to read the first sentence. Everybody read it with me. When we trust, we in trust. Lead it up on the screen. <laughs> see, I love all of y'all. But I ain't giving all y'all my kids. (laughs) Y'all cool. But everybody can't have your children. To keep them and be overnight. Some of you, I've been in the car with you and how you drive. You can't drive my children. I love you. (laughs) 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 But when I trust you, I take my most valuable possession. And I say, here you go. I entrust you with it. Because I trust you. See when you trust, everybody say when you trust, you entrust. So what does the Red say? We take our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. The struggle will then cease, and we will have peace. The reason that we're still struggling with things is because we don't trust God like we say we do. Because when you trust, you entrust. When you trust, you entrust. That might be the sermon for today. Everybody said, "When you trust, when you, trust you, entrust. You, entrust. you entrust." When the when you get out here next week and things aren't going the way they need to be, and you got struggles in your life, and you you begin to worship your problems and your anxiety and receive them into your life, remind yourself, now, self, when you trust, you entrust. So I'm I'm going to trust God. I'm going to entrust my situation into His hands. Hallelujah. The struggle will cease, and we will have peace. When we take our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. We have these altar calls. We used to put them at the end of service. The Lord has been moving and putting them in the middle of the service, and I know I see now why he's doing that. God is doing something miraculous at, at, at that time. But what I want you to know is it doesn't do you any good to, li- to, to do this. If you take your burdens and you bring them to the altar, and you cry out to the Lord, <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> I left you my burdens. And you start walking back and you say, oh, Lord, I forgot to. Why don't you pick them back up? You left your guilt and condemnation about the nasty, dirty things you did at the altar. You, you confessed them to God what you did. He knows what you did. He knew what you were going to do before you did it. Leave them there. He knows the mistakes you made. He knows the path that you've taken. You took your burdens to the Lord. He knows what bed you were in. You didn't have no business being in He knows what you were drinking. You had no business drinking. Yeah, Pastor real. He knew what you smoked. You didn't have no business smoking. He knew that conversation you had no business having, and you left it here at the altar, and you left just as guilty because you don't trust, so you don't entrust. But I've come to you today to tell you when you realize who you are and who God is, you can trust him with your life. You can trust him with your secrets. You can trust him with your faults. You can trust him with your failures. Because when you trust, you entrust. Is there anybody in here that can say, in God I trust? Uh, give him a praise if you trust him. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Leave them at the altar. Stop letting the enemy beat you upside the head about what you did. God knows what you did. He also knows you at this altar. There used to be an old sermon, an old, 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 old school song that says, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. (laughs) Oh, what silly things we do. And how often we mess up. When we carry things to God and then pick them back up. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Take it to God and leave it there. You didn't do everything you could have did for your kids, and now your kids are mad at you. That's fine. You can't do nothing about that. Give them to God and leave it. You made some mistakes and you got locked up, and now you got some strikes against you. That's okay. If God be for you, who can be against you? Take it to God and leave it there because we don't judge you. God is forgiving you. Who are we to look down on you? You are his son, you are his daughter. Take your burden to the Lord and leave them there. Poor <laughs> Jesus. These are the benefits of holiness. (laughs) When you start to realize that God has set you apart and the purpose that he's given you, you realize that you can trust him and you entrust him and you give your body as a living sacrifice he doesn't have to beg you to show up to church, he doesn't have to beg you to give he doesn't have to beg you to be nice, he doesn't have to beg you to treat people right because if you keep a mirror in your pocket as one pastor used to say and realize where he brought you from and just be honest, realize where you still are some of us (laughs) All of us, let's do, let's just be honest. Well, all of us are, we all got some growth to do, but he still loves us. He still keeps us. He will keep you in perfect peace. And I want you to know, think about all the hell you've been through in your life. And all the things that you thought you wouldn't be able to make. And all the things you thought would tear you out, and the things that would rip your heart out and rip your rip your limb from them—have we all? Hey, who's had moments like that? That you just thought the end was over. I want you to do something. Take this hand right here and do it like this. Now reach down and pinch yourself. Pinch yourself. You know what? You still here. <laughs> 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 you still made. And the same God that took you to now is going to keep you in tomorrow because greater is he than he that's in you than he that's in the world. Take your burdens to God and leave them there and you can have some peace. Pastor, I can't pay my bills. Well, they don't pay you to worry. Go to bed. Get up in the morning and figure it out. Get Get up and get a job application pastor, I found out they're cheating on me. That's fine. Go to bed, can't do nothing about it tonight. Tonight, go to bed, and then get up in the morning, go to the gym, and find you somebody else. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Unless you're married to them. That's a different story. But at the same time, <laughs> gotta be careful because people are listening. They're looking for reasons. The Lord told me I could leave my hood. I did not tell you you could do that. No. <laughs> I did not tell you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You are not getting that pass from me. (laughs) But God, you don't know what I've been through. Yes, he does. Pastor, you preaching different because the anointing and the pull on my anointing is different this morning. I preach according to what God has put in this room. And I don't know all of you that deeply and intimately, but I know what I'm preaching and what's on my heart is here because God knew you were showing up today. And he knew what you needed to hear. He sounds like he in my business. Did you tell him my business? He don't even know you. (laughs) But God, (laughs) duh. Distraction is a disease that depletes you. Prioritizing prayer will give you peace. What am I trying to teach you when I lock those doors? I'm not just trying to teach you that I'm I'm trying to keep you out. I'm waiting until you mature enough to say, I'm ready to be on the prayer team Lock the door behind me. I'm coming in and I won't talk. I'm not be here. I'm going to be focused and I'm going to pray. I'm trying to get you from one level to another. Right. Right. <laughs> because when you learn how to get into prayer and fasting, certain stuff that would take you out just flow right on around you. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God has something he wants and something he wants to give you that's in store for you, but it's in the secret place. Somebody said, in, in the secret place. Why did they call it the secret place? Because it's not for everybody. Everybody doesn't get access to it. And the only way you find access to that door is if you stop focusing on yourself and start focusing on him. And he will open the door. You'll have faith. When I was young, they used to say, prayer is the key. And faith unlocks the door. He wants you focused on him. Why do I want you here every Sunday? Just so you can hear me talk? No. There's hundreds of sermons now online. We preach hundreds of sermons. But there's something unique and anointing in this room that you might not get online and God wants you here because he got something for you. We often seek the things that bring happiness and overlook the things that bring us joy. That's the number two thing we're going to talk about today. That's the second benefit of holiness. Go home and restudy this. I'm going to restudy this myself because what none of this in my notes thank you Holy Ghost. (laughs) And this is good to me, convicting to me, too. John 15 and 11. John 15 and 11, what does it say? These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Now, there's two things he said there. He says, lead it up. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He says, my joy and your joy. (laughs) Those are two different things. (laughs) He says, I don't want you just operating off of your gas. I want my gas. (laughs) See, your joy would deplete. I was sad yesterday a little bit going through a few, good, a few good things, everything that could happen good, could go wrong. i just be transparent, did go wrong. And when I finally said, the day is over with, Lord, I'm going to enjoy myself for the rest of the day. Nothing else is going to bother me. The phone rang, and that's okay. Keep keep them ringing. But then after that, I said, oh, fine. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to enjoy the day. And my phone rang again, and my wife said, my car won't move, and I'm in the middle of John. O. I said, oh, well. <laughs> 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 and I could have given up and gave the day up, But I said, no, I won't. I'm excited about tomorrow. Lord, I can sense that you're doing something in the spirit. You're building our church and bringing people that need to be built up. Right now, you built the foundation and, and moved away the things and the people that didn't want to be sincere. Now you're going to have the solid foundation to help those who are coming in that need strength. You're building up Gideon's 300 right now. And God, I know you're about to do some things. And so he began to build in me joy. He says, I want my joy in you, and that your joy may be full. I'm going to read this again. I already read it to you once, but I want you to listen to this. We often seek the things that bring happiness, but we often overlook the things that bring joy. A car and a house brings happiness, but prayer and intimacy with God bring joy. A stock 401K brings happiness. But giving money to people who who need it, that brings joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Having peace in your home, that brings happiness. Mm -hmm. But helping bring peace to somebody else's home, that brings joy. See, Jesus tells us in John 15 and 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. And then he goes on to John 15 and 5 and says, I am the vine, you are the what? Branches. Whoever abides in me, and I am him, he is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can be, do nothing. See, joy is produced in realizing and submitting to our dependence on God. Christ is the source of joy. Why do I always seem to be up and down with all of my emotions? Because you're up and down with your spiritual life. The Bible says that a double minded man is unstable in all his ways, and that man can receive nothing from the Lord. If you want consistency in your life, get consistency in your spiritual life. Be a Bible study. Being personal devotion, when you're not a Bible study, be at be church consistently. Why? Because you receive from that consistency. And when your mind is what? Stayed on Him. Our connection to Him allows that joy to flow and overflow in our lives. As we seek to be more like Him and draw closer to Him, we are exposed to the joy that He produces and it emanates in our life. He is joy and He's full of joy and if I connect to Him, what's in Him flows from Him to me. Jesus says, I want you to catch this, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. So everything in Jesus is in the Father and everything in the Father is in Him and then He comes down and Jesus said I will give you my Spirit and He will be what? In you. So everything that is in you is in the Spirit and everything that is in the Spirit is in in Jesus and everything in Jesus is in the Father. So guess what? Everything that the Father has is connected to you. Who Jesus? <laughs> Hallelujah! How do you get this joy? Everybody say love, love. And, selflessness. and selflessness. I said it that I said it that way on purpose because we'll just say selflessness. But I want you to hear the words put together: self. Less-ness. Everybody say it again. Selflessness. One more time. Selflessness. God doesn't want you to think less of yourself, but He wants you to think of yourself less. John 15, 12 through 13. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. Let's read that together. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. That's why you have no joy. You're focusing on yourself. He wants your joy to be full so it'll flow over to other people. True love produces selflessness, which produces joy. And when we look beyond ourselves and we seek to be used by God for his purpose, we're almost out of here. Joy will ensue. Even the things that are hard to do and endure will not rob us of our joy. Pull up that last power principle for me, God. Whew. It's going to be hard to say for some of us. I was already pretending we can't see it. Put your glasses back on. <laughs> what does it say? Joy is found outside of ourselves and in the will of God. Hmm. You got to get outside of yourself and in God's will to find true joy. Yes. There's an old saying that says the two best days in your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why. He created you. He knows the why. And when you find out why he created you and you seek your purpose, his purpose in your life, which I will guarantee you will have nothing to do with making yourself better, it'll be to elevate others. You don't seek to be the largest ship in the harbor. You seek to be the tide that raises all the ships. God, how can you use me to bless others? That's where you find joy. So when we start talking about Detroit Rescue Mission and things to do down there, that's how you find joy. When we start talking about a blood drive that Aaron's about to start working on, and and we need people to give blood because they have a blood shortage in Detroit, that's how we give joy. If you can give, I see some men get nervous. Men don't like needles. You can come volunteer if you can't give blood. (laughs) But look outside yourself. We're about to go. Emmy, uh, Emmy. Volunteering, Volunteering. He works. Oh, v- Victor works with young men, young men and men. mentoring. That's uh, And he finds joy in that. If you ever see Victor talk about them kids, he has the most joy. You know why? Because he's working outside of him. So. Okay. Acts 5, 5 40 through 42, and then we can stand. Let's read what this says. I want you to see this. Because when you get joy, you can stand and we can read it together. Because joy doesn't depend on what's happening around you. When you get into the purpose of God, no matter what happens to you, you'll have joy. You'll stop blaming God for the bad stuff. Let's read this aloud because this is wonderful. Let's read this together. Brother Dave, you can take Caleb and go ahead and start getting him ready uh, for the baptism. It says what? And when they had called the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go." Now stop. That don't seem very nice, does it? <laughs> they were beating them with cat-of-nine-tails. They were beating the flesh off of their back. They were in extreme pain. Let's see how they react to that. Because they, you know why they beat them? They beat them because they were in their purpose. They were preaching about Jesus. They told them not to and they kept preaching so they beat them. But because they were in their purpose, what did it say? Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of oh, Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. They took the whipping because the preaching brought them joy. How has God set you apart to make a difference for him? There are no bench members in this church. If you're in this church, you're here because God sent you here. This is your first or second time. You're here because God sent you here. and He wants wants you to hear something. Wake up. My purpose is in you. Yes. Yes. And I have work for you to do. Stop running from me. You know what I called you to do. Stop blaming it on the past and all these presuppositions about religion. I don't know who you are and and blaming it on what it used to be. This is not what you used to have. This is nothing like what it was in the past. This is me, and I'm calling you. Stop running from me. I hear you right now, and I'm calling you to do what I called you to do. Amen. You were not created for your glory but for mine. And you won't have joy till you get outside yourself and you get in my will because that's the benefit of holiness. I'm gonna pray. If this message is blessed, you give God a hand-clap of prayer. (laughs) We're getting ready to do the baptism. I know some of you may have other parts in your schedule. if you can, stay for the baptism, because this is a huge day for somebody, and we want to celebrate with them. It won't take us long. Uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to bless you, let you go. Then I'll let you talk. You can actually get to talk in the sanctuary for a second. We're going to change. The staff is going to get changed, <coughs> and we're going in the water. We have one person today, and then we're going to have another person soon, uh, unless you go going in the water today. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Soon. We got gotcha.
0: you. it's
1: coming. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> I, I, no, you were just looking at me like that. I was like, oh. Okay, Okay. (laughs) but that's fine, that's fine. No, you're good, don't worry about it. Sorry, come on back here, sit down. Uh, (laughs) Now, but we're gonna be doing several baptisms and we have all sorts of stuff. Find a place to plug into this church. You're not here by accident. God sent you here because he wants you working and he needs you to work and if we're not doing something, it's because you're not here yet. There's ministry in you that's waiting on you to get here. I wanna do a school one day i love to do an after school care and do all those stuff, but that's not my forte. I got a master's in business, not education. Whatever reason you're here, whatever God's calling you to do, you're here because he wants you here because there's a purpose in you. Find out what that purpose is. He's drawing you to himself, not for us, but for his purpose in today's world where they teach all sorts of things in school, wouldn't it be good if we had good Christian education where you wouldn't have to, parents wouldn't have to struggle to homeschool their kids but they had a place that had really qualified teachers and professors and stuff that could come out and teach people and do all sorts of stuff and nurses that can help people and do blood drives and health health and welfare visits. Uh, I I even have a vision, we had, this was back home, that, that they got together doctors and nurses at this church I used to help with and they would bring people in and give them free healthcare and free dentistry work and they did it. All you have to do was come in and hear the gospel. And that was it. That's it. Whatever's in you, God is sending you here for a reason. Seek him and you'll find peace. I'm going to bless you. Let you go. And we're going to get ready for the baptism. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's an honor. I'm letting Brother Dave baptize his own son today. Sister Phyllis had to go. I'm sorry she couldn't get to see it, but I want y'all to film this to make sure she could see it for Sister Phyllis had to go to work. But there's no greater joy than having your own son or your own child be able, a daughter, and be able to take them under. God is blessing. He's moving, and he's still doing stuff. So I'm going to pray. You're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come and when you go, and that all the soul of your foot wherever it tries shall be blessed in the name of Jesus and that the enemy not take the seed but that he puts it in you, God puts it in you and deposits it in you that you will act on it and live according to it that it may bless your life in Jesus name Amen